Hello, everyone. My name is Riley Standish, and I'd like to welcome you all to the first episode of my podcast. Uh, we talk about movies here, not too much to it. I just figured because I'm always bothering people talking about movies I like and don't like, I figured it would be more efficient to just vomit all my information out here. What I'm going to try and do for these is, well, I'll pick a movie first, which will usually be of some relevance to what's going on in theaters or Netflix or whatever at the time. And for the first few minutes of the podcast, I'll do as best I can to deliver a spoiler-free review to try and tell you all if I think a movie uh, is worth being watched in the first place. And then I'll go into more detail about the movie because I I don't know, maybe I have something smart to say, maybe I don't. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I'm excited to get this started. Okay, so first movie of the podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which is a sequel to Puss in Boots, which is a spinoff from the infamous Shrek franchise. Uh, Directed by Joel Crawford, who also directed The Croods, A New Age, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish is out in theaters until March of this year. Okay, so this movie's been getting some fantastic reviews. It's got like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, and people have had nothing but good things to say about it. Uh, so if you've heard these things and you're interested, I'm happy to say that everything you've heard about this movie is not an exaggeration. This movie's really good and significantly better than the first one, in my opinion. Uh, I like the first one, but this movie has a lot more flair and personality that I think makes it a lot more entertaining. Uh, the characters are fantastic. You like everyone you're supposed to like and you hate everyone you're supposed to hate. Uh, the movie is also surprisingly mature. And I think that the themes and messages this movie puts out are actually pretty freaking cool. Uh, one thing I will say is that I don't think this movie is quite as funny as I thought it was going to be, and I think that's only because the Shrek movies are absolutely hilarious. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think this movie is really trying to be that funny, and it is still funny in some moments, but I think uh, more than anything, it's just trying to be cute, and it definitely succeeds in that. It's a very cute movie. Uh, you're not going to be rolling on the floor, though. At least, I don't. I mean, if you are, like, uh, more power to you. But uh, once once I realized that I wasn't going to be rolling on the floor laughing. Uh, like, I, it was still fine. Like, I, I saw this movie with five other 18-year-old dudes, and they all loved it, so I don't think it's too much of a problem. Uh, going off of that, I think this movie definitely succeeds in being a movie that everyone can enjoy. Uh, although I will say that families with kids ages probably 8 to 11 will li- likely get the most out of it. Uh, but if you're any age and you think you might like this movie, uh, and you like Shrek, and you like the first Puss in Boots... I'm pretty confident you'll like this one. Uh, go see it. It's really good. Uh, that's my verdict. Okay, so now I'm going to get into the more spoilery aspects of this movie for those of you who have seen it. Okay, final warning. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to, pause it now. Not going to give any more warnings. Okay, so. Like I said, this movie's really freaking good. Uh, I'm just going to go right out and say it because everyone who's seen this movie can't stop talking about it. Death, like the character Death, is the best thing about the movie. Uh, he's honestly one of the best animated villains I've ever seen. Up there with like Tai Long from Kung Fu Panda and like Scar from Lion King. I really think he's that good. Uh, his aesthetic is terrifying. His theme song, whenever he enters a scene, is absolutely chilling. And if I was a kid when I saw this, I would have been pissing myself in the theater. However, I think he's also a good villain just because he serves as a perfect foil to Puss. Uh, He challenges everything that Puss is confident in and everything that makes Puss the legend that he claims to be. Uh, This is where Puss's growth really comes in throughout the movie when he realizes just because death is now something he actually has to worry about, it doesn't mean he should live his life in fear, but instead he should live in appreciation of all of his experiences and relationships. And this is where that maturity I talked about earlier comes in. Um, 
Okay, but enough about the wolf. Uh, if you've seen the movie, you know how cool he is. You know how scary he is. Uh, I don't really need to talk about him that much. Uh, but I would like to go ahead and talk about some of the other characters. Uh, for one, Kitty Softpaws bounces off of Puss really well, uh, just like she did in the last movie. And it was cool to see her get some of her own development in this movie while still serving to develop Puss's character also. Uh, the dog, I forget his name. Uh, I was a little concerned about when they first introduced him. Uh, I thought they were going to try and make him a little too goofy and a little too funny. And I'll admit, while I'd say I like the character overall, uh, sometimes I think they tried to make him funnier than he had to be. But it's okay. Like, he's still cute and he's still likable. Um, and he helps Kitty and Puss's characters develop into the more accepting and flexible personalities that they end up with at the end of the story. And I know that's exactly what they were trying to do with him. So, yay, another success. Um, the bears and Goldilocks are also great. And I actually found myself pretty invested in their story. Uh, I'll also add that there were the perfect amount of just right puns in the movie. Uh, one more, and I think I would have found it annoying, but they knew their limit. And I can say that I like the joke. So good job movie again. Uh, the reason I include that little opinion piece is because I think this movie actually does a lot of that, like appropriate moderation. So you don't get overexposed to a certain character or joke. Like, I think death is around just enough to where he gets enough screen time to be considered the main villain, but it still gives you chills when you hear his whistle come so unexpectedly. Uh, there are just enough scenes of the dog saying goofy things so that he doesn't get annoying, and you see Puss struggle just enough so that you feel for him without thinking he's become the complete bum. Uh, this movie has a lot of characters, so spending the appropriate amount of time uh, on each one um, and their unique stories... Uh, this movie has a lot of characters, so spending the appropriate amount of screen time on each one and their unique stories is really difficult, but this movie pulls it off, and the fact that they do it in only an hour and 40 minutes makes it even more impressive. And after all that, I haven't even mentioned my personal favorite character. I know the wolf is great, and everyone's talking about him, and I get it. He's basically, like, a perfect villain, uh, but man, I do love Big Jack Horner. He is just delightfully evil, and I love it. Uh, he has basically no motivation other than that he sucks. And with all the character development that goes on into everyone else, I kind of like that you have a guy who's just evil and doesn't change. And it's just a lot of fun. This movie literally goes out of its way to tell you that he's nothing more than a terrible person. And I found that hilarious. Uh, moving on from the characters, though, I want to say I think one of the most impressive things about this movie is the presentation. This movie looked good as heck, and uh, in particular the action sequences. They've got some. They've got that same like uh, like the Spider Verse like frame rate drop animation style, and it's just really fun to look at. Uh, Puss's musical number at the beginning of the movie when he fights off all the guards and the giant made me love this movie right out the gate. And the fight with death at the end of the movie is like actual top tier choreography. I'd also like to say that I love uh, Antonio Benares. Um, I can say you pronounce it as Puss in Boots. His voice is absolutely perfect. Um, pun very much intended. Uh, and I just love how much fun he has playing this character. Uh, he's so animated with his inflections, and he's just so exciting to listen to. I love him. All the voice actors are great in this movie, for that matter. As a matter of fact, the more I talk about it, the more I realize, like, this is probably one of my favorite animated movies in recent memory. Uh, there are also implications of there being another sequel, uh, which I think Crawford should also be in charge of again after a hit like this. Um, yeah, another successful project in the Shrek franchise is under DreamWorks' belt. 
And I really hope they keep making more movies like this. If they can carry this momentum from movies like this into a big project like Kung Fu Panda 4 or something, I'm expecting all of us to be blown out of the water. Uh, but for now, DreamWorks and the general population can be happy we've got just a good-ass movie to watch. Okay, so that's it for the first episode. Uh, I'm brand new to this, so I'm going to try and give myself a little grace, and I hope whoever's listening will as well. But if you like this podcast and you want to see more, hopefully, better episodes in the future, uh, then stick around with... I, I don't have a name yet, so stick around to find out the name as well. Um, all right. Have a good day, everybody.